Hey there, thanks for tuning in. Before we get started, we want to thank our sponsor, Backlot Studio and Workspace. Backlot is located in a beautiful, repurposed, historic warehouse in the near south side of Fort Worth. Backlot has designed their co-working spaces with the creative professional in mind. With your Backlot membership, you'll find yourself working among other talented individuals that work with digital agencies, production companies, and independent films right here in the DFW area. In addition to private workspaces and a co-working lounge, you'll get access to shared amenities such as call booths, conference rooms, and a 4,000 square foot soundstage that is perfect for filmmaking, photography, and events. Get more information and schedule a tour online at backlotfw.co. You're listening to Gather, a podcast by Fort Worth Locals about the people and businesses that make up our city. We're your host, Javier. And I'm Matthew. Today, we're speaking with Edder Teixeira, owner of Sun's Coffee here in Fort Worth. We'll be talking about his journey as an entrepreneur and what inspired him to launch Sun's Coffee. So before you're doing what you're doing now, you started another business. Uh, how, how did that happen? How did that come about? Yeah, and exactly around that same time. So Creative Mind Lab was a result of me freelancing. I was freelancing, uh, doing websites. I think I started when I was 16, going on 17, when I really got started. And I think I built a website when I was 17 or 18, around that time. Can't remember the details. I sold that website for a record label. I, at first, I wanted to manage and own this website. It was a hip-hop website called beyondhiphop.com. Sold it for a couple thousand dollars, and that kind of gave me this confidence that, man, like I can do this for a living. So as I was working in ministry, not getting paid, uh, working a little part-time, I just decided to do the website thing because there was real money to be made, and I knew I was talented at it. And from that, I formed an LLC called Creative My Lab. And eventually, over the years, you know, I it formed into, after I left full, full-time ministry, it formed into, into its own agency. We got an office in Dallas, uh, had a couple employees. We started working with restaurants, coffee shops, lawyers, uh, all like beverage companies, all kinds of clients would just trust us to manage their brand. And I think not going to college gave me some advantage because I was looking at things in a fresher, in a different way. And uh, I, I, everything I knew I taught myself. So a lot of it was always in, in time crunches. So I learned quicker, efficient ways to do really difficult things like building this massive site and not having all the help because I started just as a kid, no resources. Uh, I learned a very efficient way to do things. So we would work, would work with these big companies at, at times and save them a lot of money because between me and my staff of four, we could do um, literally everything from creating videos to photos to branding to manage their site to create their backend infrastructure to operate their company. Everything from the development to the front end, you know, social media, content creating. And that made us kind of unique. And the market that we, we kind of took over was that market where these really great companies really looking for really great content and great uh, a pro- product and not wanting to spend what you would spend with a big agency. We became that like middle layer where we could we, you could afford us and you can still get that quality. So we did that for a couple of years. And, and from that, obviously, led into Sons of Liberty. 
that's still being around creative mind lab still around it's just evolved to where we don't do as much but what we do we do well last time we talked you mentioned um sons of liberty was going to be an extension of creative mind lab in a way um when did you decide to start evolving your brand into a coffee shop so a, a year prior i had written down our five-year goal as a company i started le learning one thing that we would have gotten burned out if we kept building all these amazing brands and then having a breakup with them so like we build them and then we say bye and we never see them again and it was just a lot of emotional like sacrifice a lot of giving we constantly gave and i i be, me and my staff we kind of sit around and we ask ourselves like let's draw up our five-year plan and then the little steps and how we're going to get there and at five years we had written down we're going to start our own in-house brand that we don't have to break up with like we can keep dreaming about things we can keep evolving it we can get as emotionally vested in it as possible without this idea that at some point we won't have anything to do with it so and and when we thought that through we thought it would probably be a coffee shop because that's the one thing i've always been passionate about and my staff was really passionate about i had i've always wanted to do a coffee shop i tried it when i was like 17 years old um right as i graduated high school i asked my mom you know if if, if we can get some cash and, and all that and i called places i thought i could do it with a very little budget obviously got rejected but i had that dream <laughs> And, and this was a time to, to get started. It was, um, it was when we thought we helped enough shops with Creative Mind Lab that we knew how to start it without risking too much. And we knew the pitfalls and, and, and what to look for. And the fi finances weren't all the way there, but it was close enough to where we could kind of make the leap. How did you settle on Fort Worth as your first location? I had just been to Fort Worth uh, a year prior to opening the shop for my first time. And that's because I met my wife a year prior to that even. And she would talk about Fort Worth and she was born and raised here. Her whole family lived here and, you know, around this Fort Worth area. So we started coming, you know, for dates to hang out. And I really, really fell in love with, with the city. And the biggest thing that drew me to Fort Worth was that, you could be noticed in Fort Worth. And I felt like in Dallas, you could you would blend in. So I said, you know what, if I can be noticed here, I feel like people here have a lot more of a passion to support what's theirs and what, what the, the, you know, what is birth here. Anyways, because of that, I, I, I had to ask myself, you know, is it worth going to a little bit of a bigger market in Dallas? And I already know that market. I have friends in that market. Is it worth to go there and then risk not being noticed or having to compete at a level where everyone is kind of doing something different versus in Fort Worth, if you, you know, there, there's just a handful at the time and we thought we can make a bigger impact here. And, and, and what, 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 you know, what was the give and take? And the, the, there was a lot more give to given to us, like, you know, towards that, that idea of succeeding in Fort Worth and then we could think of and even, uh, plan for in Dallas so it wasn't a hard choice when we realized how well this community supported the, their local businesses we just we just knew and plus my wife really wanted it <laughs> <laughs> so you know you you decided on establishing a coffee shop but you had zero experience 
setting up a coffee business? What, how did you get started? So because I had done Creative Mind Lab, I had owned that agency, before opening the shop, we had, from the ground up, some guy with Bunny came to us and said, hey, can you build me a coffee shop, a brand? He, he gave us just the resources. We came up with the name. We came up with the logo, branding, video. I mean, we did everything, even down to hiring the staff, like putting a team together. And we just gave them a packaged business ready to go. And that business today has more loca- more than one locations. And it did well. At the time, I hired my roommate at the time who happened to uh, be in coffee. He had been in coffee for about five years. I learned a lot from him. In addition to that, we had two other shops, one that we have helped to reopen, another that we helped to open. Oh, there was a third one that we helped them to rebrand and to get them to a place of profitability. They weren't fully profitable yet. We came in, we rebranded, we helped them relocate or at least to make that decision to relocate and rebranded and then they saw their numbers go up. So from the experience of rebranding shops, uh, two that we rebranded, one that did extremely well. They kind of three times their 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 sales in three months after we rebranded and restructured some of their business. So from that consulting work with Creative Mind Lab, uh, we felt like we had some idea of what to do. What I wasn't sure of was you know how we're gonna figure out the coffee part. I did everything but the coffee part. So I knew I was gonna have to partner like with really great people and hire really amazing people. The thing is, we, we ended up hiring own people that had no idea about coffee, but they were super passionate. And we thought those people would be better people to develop. So uh, so instead, since we knew we weren't going to hire a lot of uh, people with experience, we just partnered with, at the time, who was the best coffee roaster in the country. And um, they had the best team in the country, which was Onyx. And they helped us along the way. They kind of shared everything they knew with us. And that was vital for our first year. So your shop has a very unique name, uh, Sons of Liberty. How did that develop? How did you decide on this name? That's a great question. It was going to be named all kinds of other things. We had all, all, all a bunch of ideas. But I wanted a name, number one, that when you, when you asked, you know, when, when someone said, let's go to this place, and they said the name, immediately it will cause you to notice, to, to actually hear what they say. I think a lot of things that people say, you don't even hear it. It's like when we walk in the building we're in, like right now doing this recording, uh, there was this 200-year-old table or 300-year-old table, and I, I didn't even see it because I was so focused on coming to this interview that I was just walking almost on autopilot. And I think a lot of times our conversations – happening autopilot somebody says hey let's go to Quiznos or let's go to uh, this place or that place and you don't really think about what you're, what they're saying you just know what you you know how to respond and I thought I want when they say our name for you to actually stop and ask like what is that so it has to be a name that does not uh, does not fit in into what has been done in coffee so and, and I always told my clients, go with the one word name. Don't like, don't make it long. <laughs> and so this time we liked that it was long because of that. And then second, and I'll make this point short, uh, the, just the story. I wanted a name that you could continuously get to know over the years. So uh, it, it had to have some depth to it. And I think the name Sons of Liberty have so many meanings from from 
like history to like spiritual to uh, just to how it what it means to us that I think over the next three to five years we're gonna still uncover and let people know more and more of what it means to us. So at this point, you've you're, you've decided to open the shop. You got your building. What were some roadblocks you had to face before, you know, setting up your shop? Yeah, good question. Some roadblocks um, we had. To, so the biggest roadblock to this day, it was just inexperience on the um, the more detailed stuff. I'm a big picture guy, and I can I can do the the the, the little things. But sometimes, you know, you miss a couple things on your contract or you, you look past it or you don't think ahead enough or you don't have the experience to know what to look for. I think the biggest roadblocks, without going into details and, and boring everyone, was was really the contract. Some of the things in there that could, is in a way, affecting us today. So I would, I would recommend for anyone starting a business to, if you're going to spend money, don't go cheap with the legal like counsel side because you you know one one period or one word in a contract you know can make a huge difference going forward so we 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 missed um we 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 missed that part we should have we should have gotten more lawyers to look at the contract to help us to be set up for success how if you're if you're a new business because you're offering advice, which I think is important. If you're a new business, how do you know if you're spending enough money on your legal? Th- that's a good question. I, at the, I think if you can get if you can get to a place where you can have uh, o- options or or um, more than one person giving you advice, so whether that's two lawyers or whether that's a really experienced business person who can look at your contract, I think. You shouldn't be something rushed in a sense that you have one person look at because the people are humans. They will always miss something. So I think the uh, probably a good takeaway from that question or, or my answer could be to just have, have multiple people involved. So if it requires you p- paying two lawyers to take a look, uh, three is better. Kind of do what you can afford. But I'd say try to go beyond just like that initial, hey, can you just review this for me? Try to have them spend a little bit more time and actually tell them, Hey, I'm willing to pay for the time spent to help me really get this contract right. Uh, and then have more people look at it. Really? That's it. Just don't, don't just, uh, uh, you know, spend two or three hours, uh, and tell a lawyer to just scam through it. Make sure everything that they tell you and everything in that contract is talked about what, however much that that takes or costs. shift gears a little bit uh now i want to talk a little bit about the design of your shop um the first time i walked in i loved it super minimalist if nobody's been there before they if you love minimalism go check it out and get they have great coffee too but um what what this made you decide to go into that minimal clean look for your shop so for us one was affording what we could afford there was a lot more we wanted to do but we just couldn't afford it. But two, we wanted to make sure everything had a purpose. So if we we're going to put something in a wall, it would have to be something that would 
drive tr- tr- uh, attention, bring more money, serve some type of purpose to help the experience. So the store that you see there today, that was a big part of the shop. That made the shop look a lot nicer. But we wouldn't want to just put art or something that was meaningless to us. Like it had to, to, to serve the client in some type of way. So there's some walls that's just completely white. Because there, to us, putting an art, it's not going to add to the experience. It's not going to add... Uh, it's not going to help us be a better business. And I think anywhere you go, you see the art. Anywhere you go, you get that warmth. You get you, you have all those things that feel like, like home. And we wanted that coffee shop not to feel like home. We want it to be an escape from home. If, if, if you can do it at home, then uh, there's no reason to do it here. So for us, it was that, man. Let's keep it minimal. Let's make sure that everything we do has a purpose. It's going to make this experience a little bit different and not give people what they've already gotten. And then the, the real point that I wanted, I wanted to make with that was we, want, we wanted the space to feel like it was still in progress so that it, it's not fully done. So we want a wall to be completely white or completely empty so you can walk in and feel like it feels like something should have gone on there because we wanted that feeling. Like this place is still not fully complete. It still feels like there are things missing because I feel like in life, we're not all, all the way put together, you know? And I think that makes people feel safer, more um, welcomed when the place feels a little bit off. It's not all put together. And we told ourselves, if we want to give people something that's all together, that looks perfect, a McDonald's looked that way. McDonald's looked perfect, but we don't, get, we don't care for it, you know what I mean? So it was part of all of that, man, making sure everything had a purpose, making sure that it didn't feel like your house, if you know? And then... Not look like a McDonald's, you know. Um, you've had to become more personally involved in the coffee shop than you originally thought you were going to be. Why do you think that is? That's a great question. So I learned this lesson while building the shop from my other company, though. So while I was working the other company and working the coffee shop with the other company, I learned that no one's going to build anything for you. You know, no one's going to raise your child. You know, if you're, one day your child's going to go out and get married or make friends, and those friends are going to influence your kids and teach them lessons that your child's going to read books and learn a lot of great lessons. But in that begin, in the beginning stages, like you are their book. Like you are their friend. You are their dad. You are their, their mom. I mean, you, you are everything. You're their source in, that, in the very beginning because they don't speak. They, their capacity to learn you know it's very small so i think in businesses is very similar no one's gonna give no one's gonna develop that culture no one's gonna develop that vision and those that personality that that a business has to have so i think the first two years it's impossible to be hands-off unless you can afford some incredible incredible uh staff who's done it before who knows your heart who knows your vision and uh, they can carry those things out for you Obviously, for us being a small business, um, those things were delicate, and I didn't have those great experts around me that could take take you know the the vision casting and make that you know easier to to implement. So, I had to be really really involved. But I think the more involved I am in the beginning, the less involved I'll have to be in the future, and I can focus on the things that I'm strong in. Maybe less you know at the shop itself, but more in the back end office stuff that I think I can add more value in. And I think that's coming. It's just going to take a little bit of time. So you've talked about changes that have happened uh, 
staff changes. You've talked about the evolution of the physical space itself. Um, now we want to talk about the coffee. You mentioned you were using Onyx because they were the best around, but now you're roasting your own. What, what does that look like? Yeah, so the coffee I, I brought to you guys uh, that we're drinking, it's it's our roast, and we've been roasting our own and serving our own for the last month and a half to two months. And we told ourselves we're not going to switch away from Onyx un- until we can do coffee at that at that quality. Now, we, will ne- we won't be as good as onyx in one year of roasting but we can we can be as good as onyx with one one roast or like one or two single origin i mean they are doing like what like 15 20 so they can master all these selections and do all these things but i told ourselves let's let's master one or two coffees like one or two regions maybe three regions get really really good and then move forward so i got i have this capacity i think i think it's just favor from from god really to uh, meet incredible people everywhere I go. And I met, I, I think now I know some of the best roasters in the country and I've gotten to know them personally and a lot of them have invested in our people. So I've paid, I hired them to consult. So this whole process in the last five months that we've been behind the scenes, learning roasting, kind of learning how to how to go about making great coffee. We've spent a lot of money in consulted, consultants and uh, we, we, you know, we had access to that and that sped us up a little bit but now we're, we're ready man we think we have incredible coffee i actually just dropped some coffee off coffee off at um a friend's coffee shop one of the like most one of the busiest shops in dfw and they loved it so i have a feeling pretty soon it would be you know in other spots not just sons of liberty so you've been open a little over a year now um what has changed since opening um, or, or how have you evolved the shop from the beginning to where it is now? So that's a great question. And one reason, because we, I don't think we talk enough publicly, you know, to our customers. I think we have a lot of great customers that want to know and want to be a part, but we don't share these things with them. This is an opportunity to do so. But even when you ask about the name, Though the name will always really have this depth and this meaning, this may or may not be the only shop where we spell out the whole name Sons of Liberty Coffee. In the future, it may just be Sons. So we we got that name, that LLC, Sons, and that's the roaster. Um, We won't call it Sons Coffee Roasters or we won't call it Sons Coffee. We wanted to just call Suns. You know, when you think of Nike, it's not Nike shoes. You think of Adidas, just Adidas. Honda, it's just Honda. It's not Honda cars. But in the coffee world, everyone puts coffee or roasters at the end of their name. No one asks why. You know what I mean? Like, why do we have to do that? I think uh, Onyx, even Onyx Coffee Lab, that sounds cooler than Onyx Coffee Roasters. But but we still don't need it, right? Because people will eventually just call it Onyx or just call it Craftwork. We, we were like, why, why can't we just speed up the process and get people there? So I think we may keep Sons of Liberty as this original location. And then all the other ones, it's, you know, to to know when you see a Sons in a different city, to really get to know where did this name come from, you got to go to the original location, Sons of Liberty in Fort Worth, read it in their wall, and kind of go deep into the story of how things evolve. I think going forward, other shops may just be called Suns. We're playing with that, but for sure, our coffee will be called Suns. That's it, just one word. 
and we're excited for that. I think that the new packaging is going to really shock some people. It's really clean, really, really unique. Nothing like you've ever seen in coffee. So much so that we put a um, a, a tag, like, clo- like, you know, like in the back of your shirt, how you have yeah. this hem tag. We put that in our bags. Like when you get the bag, it's going to be an experience. Whether, you know, by the time we're done with prototyping, we're going to keep those tags. I don't know. But I, all I know is that when the person gets the bag in their hand, it will feel like something different than what they've seen in coffee. And, and this is a little boastful to say, but we, we, we hope that by growing our brand, it's going to help Fort Worth as a whole too. like just get more people interested in coming to Fort Worth. I think coffee and art is the two ways to build a city's reputation. Even I heard that the Oklahoma mayor called the Portland mayor and said, hey, how did you build up the culture in your city? Mm. And he said, coffee shops and art. (laughs) And uh, uh, Oklahoma have been opening coffee shops back to back to back. And now Oklahoma is a cool spot to live in. Like people move there. Like I have friends that are like super cool, like skinny jeans, ripped jeans, like always on social media. Some of them were like, couple thousand followers they moved to oklahoma like why are you living in oklahoma and then you know you go there and it feels like portland now so there's some spots in there that that, that coffee has really influenced that culture so i think that sons of liberty will have a, a play in bringing awareness to, to uh, uh fort worth as we build this brand and make it a little bit unique yeah so you're talking a lot about where you see sun's going Um, so you've obviously thought about it a lot Uh, it seems like something that you're always thinking about the future Uh, what what do you hope 5 10 15 years for sun's to be is it just dfw is it greater than that um what what can you share with us the the coach the vision it it doesn't change and i think the 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 vision i think the mission kind of changes the vision gets clearer as we go we want to have, you know, one of the best coffee brands in the world. And it's not just in Texas or the U.S. I think if you're going to do anything in life, I don't think you have to necessarily think about it being big. But I think you have to think about being the absolute best. Otherwise, you might as well not do it. So it has to be the best for you. And it may not be the best for someone else. But to our standards, we want to be able to say we have the best coffee uh, brand in the world because that's what's important to us like we love the brand and we love the story and we love the reach like we want to to share that story of who we are to as many people so for us we see a global brand and the the, the reason why I'm, I'm even saying global is because what affects our vision the most and what affects the way we carry it out is our staff and the more i get to know our staff the more i dream of how to create a company that's gonna uh, steward their their giftings and passions so i have people that their passion isn't even to live in the united states i have two employees one that wants to live in brazil and the other wants to live in iceland or or you know have mentioned it many times that that's where they love so you know if we can create a brand that one day can relocate them there how cool would that be so so the the vision is getting clearer and I think going forward, we may have multiple stores. It may not just be one. And whether they're called Sons or something else, it will be under that umbrella. And I have a feeling our staff will have a big part of that, whether they will be part owners or something. Uh, I don't know. 
but my my what's what's allowing us to dream is seeing the personalities that we're attracting and what they want to see and i think that first two three years is really important to just hear as much back from your first staff as possible to help you understand what is this coach going you know how how can i as a business owner and the person who makes these decisions make decisions that's gonna result in a company that customers love but employees like they 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 want to be part of without them i can't really go far you know so i have to think about them and and i do and i think because of that we have to go big and we have to go beyond just texas To stay up to date with Suns Coffee, follow them on Instagram at suns underscore coffee or visit sunscoffee.com.